This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotatonetwork.com. Watching television, watching television. Watching television, watching television. I need all the image, I need all the sound. I know the info right into my mind. Hey everybody, welcome back to Trial by Pilot. This is the show where we judge an entire series of television and the work of hundreds on one episode. I'm Bill Lynch. I'm Elizabeth Lynch. How are you? You know... <laughs> How good are any We're of talking us about right now? the great. <laughs> <laughs> we are discussing the pilot to The Great, a new historical drama kind of on Hulu. I'd say they're going more for comedy. Oh yeah. Yeah. But like a historical drama comedy. A historical dramedy. dramedy. Yeah. Okay. A, <laughs> Did you a just find that a histrami? <laughs> Which is also a medical procedure where you get your butt removed. Wait, what? It is? Astronomy, yeah. Is that real? No. <laughs> it just sounded... You get your butt removed. <laughs> <laughs> is that real? <laughs> um, <laughs> this was created by Tony McNamara, who also wrote the screenplay for The Favorite. Which we loved. Which we loved. I think... I think we saw it first and then recommended it to Casey, and then Casey <laughs> saw it. <laughs> it's fine if you say that. He doesn't listen to any episodes he's not on, so <laughs> we can talk shit about him if we want. Uh, no, yeah. F- favorite was great. Um, I think the screenplay even won an Oscar for Best Screenplay, in addition to a bunch of other Oscars that it won. Mm-hmm. This has a similar feel. Yeah. Similar feel, like, especially... Similar in the way that maybe they use the same exact set. <laughs> it felt like there's some scenes where I was like, this looks like a scene right out of the favorite. Yeah. I mean, it had a similar feel and tone and, you know, that was certainly the writing. I think part of it was just the historical context. Mm-hmm. It was like amped up even more in this show. Yeah. Like this one was even more satirical and like just tongue in com- cheek. Completely ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> more so than the favorite, at least. Yeah. Uh, it centers around the story of Catherine the Great. <laughs> and I mean, like you said, tongue in cheek. Every preview I saw for this show, they're making it like well known, like, hey guys, relax. Yeah. You know, we're not taking this seriously. Even the title card for the show said The Great with an asterisk, and then it said An Occasionally True Story. Right. So, I mean... They're taking liberties with it, with right, the right. story. I, mean, I think the only true thing is, like, the really, really broad strokes. Yeah. I mean, I think every detail is just made up for fun. Yeah, I think they're just kind of like, oh, well, this is what we know about this person. What you know, How can we imagine him or her in real life today? But like, also not today, but it's like with personalities we can relate to, you know, sure, sure. like yeah. Peter is like a, like a frat guy. Yeah. Like a total yeah. bro. Yeah. Um, so it opens up with, uh, Catherine talking to somebody. Well, at that time she was Sophie. Sophie. Okay. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. 
and she's heading to Russia. She just found out that she's being married off to Emperor Peter, and she gets there and she's introduced to him, and he's like a jerk right away. Yeah. But she's excited. Like, when she's talking to her friend in the first scene, like, she's so excited to be married off. She's not, like, their family's not well off. She's a princess, but not, like, a well-off family. Right. And she's happy and, like, has, you know, has these, like, romantic ideas of what it's going to be like. Yeah. And (laughs) I think she thanks him for, like, writing the letter that he wrote her. It was Mm -hmm. so beautiful, the poetry in it. And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Right. And he like turns to one of his, some count who is like part of his little ensemble, like the intellectual guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh yeah, I whip something up real quick. Um, <laughs> then she is introduced to her attendant, Marielle. <laughs> They're in her bedroom that night with the priest who is like, you know, long beard, old guy. Mm-hmm. And he has to check to make sure her inner wall hasn't been uh, breached yet. Mm-hmm. And so she doesn't really know what that right. means. She's like, which wall? Yeah. <laughs> and so Marielle whispers to her. And then the guy <laughs> fucking licks his two, sticks his two fingers like way into his mouth and like slowly pulls them out. Like, yeah. The it was uh, pretty gross. Gross. Bill just graphically described that for you all like we needed that. (laughs) Well, somebody's going to describe this plot. (laughs) It's their wedding night, and uh, she's talking with Marielle again about, like, what she expects from, you know, her first night with her new husband. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she's just going on and on and on about it, and how her, like, mother told her how lovely it was going to be, like all this like flowery mm-hmm. nonsense. And then when it's over, he whispers poetry into your ear until you both fall asleep in each other's embrace. And Mary, I was like, yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. <laughs> then he comes in to their marital bedroom mm-hmm. and he's with like his hunting buddy and they're talking about ducks. Right. And he like just throws her onto the bed has sex with her for like 30 seconds while he's talking to his friend in the doorway about ducks mm-hmm. and then leaves. Right. And she's just like left there like, what just happened? Yeah. And then we kind of get like a, uh, you know, it transitions into night and then day again. And she's just like sitting there in the same position, just like dumbstruck by what just happened. Right. She's still determined though to make it work. Like she hasn't given up that like, she like writes a list like, She's going to learn to love him, make him love her, and then find culture or something. Culture and education? Culture and education, yeah. (laughs) Then the two of them, uh, Peter and her, are walking down the hallway, and he introduces her to his deceased mother, who he couldn't bring himself to bury, so she's just in a glass case in the hallway of the palace, just decaying. Yeah, it's It's pretty pretty awful. (laughs) Um, and then he's like, he's going somewhere and one of the, you know, ladies of the court is going to take her away somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, I think it might be pleasant to have a wife. And he just like honks her breasts in right. front of these other people. And he goes, yes, pleasant. And then he goes, come here, you fat fuck. And he's like talking to like the general. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, like you said, just like a total douchebag bro. Right. He's just playing. That's all he does is just play. Right, right. So she goes out with the ladies of the court, 
and at first they are all like sitting in a circle somewhere like talking about hats Mm -hmm. because that's apparently like what they did like he even said like oh go talk about hats and she brings up a book and they all think it's a joke because none of them can read at all right and then they go out into the courtyard and they all stand under a tent and they throw colored balls they just like have a you know it looks like a bocce ball or something right and they just like gently toss it into the grass and then their attendants go get the balls and they bring them back and then they throw them and she's like oh how long do you guys do this for like oh all afternoon yeah like every day i wonder if that's real Maybe it was like an exaggeration of yeah. just like some kind of like mind numbing yeah. activity that they had the women do. I, I believe that has some kernel of truth to yeah. it. So Marielle can see how miserable she is and is like, oh, you know, I'm going to take the lady back to her, her chambers mm-hmm. to rest. And then like she gets into like a little tiff with some of the other ladies mm-hmm. of the court. And we find out that she her family was in the court until her father like offended peter and he like turned them all into servants right basically that night she goes into peter's sophia is her name no sophie sophie yeah i don't think she was named catherine the great until like or catherine until like after she converted to orthodox oh okay so sophie is her name so Sophie goes into the bedroom and like takes down her dress and Peter's in bed with like the covers pulled up and he's like, Oh, great. Great that you're here. And he like lifts up the covers and says, move over, move over. There's another woman in bed with him. Right. Uh, And he convinces her to like come join them anyway, even though she's horrified by the idea. And then the next day (laughs) she's taking a walk with Peter through the woods and he's hunting rabbits and he just has like two like, guns one in each hand and like as they're having this conversation every once in a while he'll be like rabbit and fire one of the guns and completely miss whatever rabbit was like right next to the path and she convinces him to let her form a school right yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i was waiting for you to finish that (laughs) i needed like a little bit of uh something to fill the space here um and then he has like, I don't know, 20 or 30 guys behind him mm-hmm. just like walking along with him, like while he hunts to like laugh at his jokes. Right. And then like he misses another shot and then like screams like, all right, everybody drink, everybody fight. And then they start punching each other. Then later that day or whenever uh, Peter is with his inner circle mm-hmm. talking about the war effort against Sweden, Switzerland. I don't remember. Somewhere. Something with an S. And how poorly it's going. And it's like, it's very clear in this and a bunch of other scenes that like, everyone's just like a yes man. Everyone's so terrified because he has a temper and he just like snaps his fingers and like beheads people. Mm -hmm. And it's revealed by the count, who I can't remember his name, that the school that Sophie is starting is going to be for women to learn to read. And he's right. like, what? And everyone's just like appalled at the idea. Most people are appalled at the idea. Because his his reaction when she asked that, he's like, well, if it makes you happy, you can do it. And she's like, he's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Right. But not knowing that that was going to be for women, which is just not what they do. Yeah. And so he has the school burned down. <laughs> you know, it's just like a little like one room. Because first that priest is like, well, I'd like to oversee the curriculum. 
Like I want to, pa- I want to make sure. I- and then he like brings it up. But I mean, right. so it would have happened no matter what. Once they found out it was for women, yeah, you know, yeah. They everyone keeps talking about all the idea, all these ideas that are like sweeping through Europe, especially mm-hmm. French ideas that Sophie had been reading about, and it's like very taboo for the Russians to accept that stuff or talk yeah. about it. So he burns the school down and she like rushes in to like get his help, basically like tell him like someone burned down the school that you said I could build and mm-hmm. then realizes that it's him. Right. And like her face at the end of that scene is like where she like really realizes like what an absolute piece of shit. Yeah. He is. And, he's and not he like change. chucks a piece of pottery at her. I mean, first of all, he just breaks every dish he uses, <laughs> but he also just like chucks a piece. Like he's not nice at all. Yeah. Like, there's nothing redeeming. Yeah, every every scene he just like yells huzzah and like throws his glasses up against the the walls, basically, mm-hmm. or the ground. Then the next day she is lying out in the grass in the sun and the general comes over to talk to her briefly. And they don't they don't like say anything outwardly, but like she kind of questions how good of a leader Peter is to the mm-hmm. general. And also mentions like, hey, my father was a military man and you know, mm-hmm. he had these philosophies and they kind of have like a, I don't know, like a thoughtful moment, yeah, which is one of the first that she's had. Then that night there's another party <laughs> where Peter's just like shooting shit during the party. And right. as a she's, person. <laughs> a, she shoots a person in the leg. And then as she's about to go take a walk with the count, She's like petting her bear, which by the way, she has a bear. Right. That was like his wedding gift to her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, he just like fucking shoots the bear and kills it right in front of her. Yeah. And so she storms up to where he's standing, slaps him in the face, which was like, you know, the entire no room just ever. went dead yeah. silent. She leaves, goes to cry in the library as he's like left standing there awkwardly. But then we see him come into the library and... <laughs> He like tries in his like douchebaggy way to bargain with her, right. but really just ends up threatening her at the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, at one point, he says like, "You know, I know you're in pain, but it's not like the pain of what, what does he say?" He says that he doesn't beat her. Oh yeah, he says he doesn't beat her. So like, she, you don't know how lucky you are, right? And she says she says something about how she's I'm in, in pain, pain anyway. Yeah. Um, and it, well, because also he says to her. You're the only, you know, you're making this difficult. Like you're the only person who doesn't, doesn't love, love me. me. And she was like, if you had shown me any kindness, I came here with a heart full of love for you. And like, she really was so excited. Yeah. Um. And so then he says that he, well, you don't know how lucky you are. Cause I like, I don't, I don't beat you. Um. And he keeps comparing her to his mother. Yeah. You know how, how wonderful his mother was. My parents didn't have these problems. And then he just, punches her right in the gut yeah to and show she her. doubles over he's yeah. like you know if you ever if you ever cross me in front of people again like I'll, yeah it'll, basically i'll do this again so she's miserable and asks marielle her attendant to help her escape and she's like no i, I can't do that it'll mm-hmm. be it'll be a death sentence for me and then marielle and the priest are talking and she says like you know she's asking she wants to escape like she's not happy because mm-hmm. he's been tasked with tasked with keeping her happy right or as happy as she can be yeah and so we see them like packing up a trunk and a bunch of 
servants like bring this trunk out to like a, a horse-drawn carriage they leave the castle and she's hiding inside of course this was all orchestrated by peter and so they like drive the carriage to a lake throw her into the lake and then like two guys like slowly dunk dunk it so she's underwater like almost drowning mm-hmm. and then finally like peter's like oh i'm just kidding i'm not gonna kill her bring her up bring her up and so they dump her out at his feet and they and he says escort Escort the Empress back. Also, to be this, she's played by Elle Fanning. Yeah. I hope she got paid a lot of money, like extra money for that day of <laughs> <laughs> shooting. I don't know how it works, but Being oh my God. Because yeah. that was her in there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they actually shot the scene. She may have not actually been in a like a chest. My guess is they weren't actually drowning her in there. But I'm just saying, like, to be in a small space and water rushing in, she was, that happened. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> and so she's back in her quarters again, and she picks up, like, a cheese knife or something from the tray. Mm-hmm. some A very sharp knife, and, like, is holding it to her wrist as Marielle and some, like, very young servant boy come in. Right. And so they have this discussion yeah, Marielle is telling her that there's no lineage, so if there's no heir and something happens to the emperor, then the empress would become ruler of Russia. Yeah. You know, not so subtly, you know, suggesting that she should be the ruler. And don't kill yourself. Yeah. She's funny. I like I like her um, hand. What is she? Yeah, like her yeah handmaiden. handmaiden something. Yeah. But while they're having this serious conversation, it's like interspersed with her telling the young servant boy, like, oh, go get a bucket for the blood. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're not going to kill yourself, right? Um, oh, go get some towels too. We might it might spill over out of the bucket. And then at the end of the conversation, she's like, "All right, well, you think about it. I'm going to go get two coins for your eyes." Right. And then she's left in the room alone. Oh, and she she says, "You know, you came in saying how much love you had in your heart, and all these metaphors that you thought were for Peter. Well, maybe they were actually for Russia, mm-hmm. like the country of Russia." And so she's left thinking and closes her eyes. And we see uh, a scene that we saw at the very beginning where she's like leaning down on the beaches of some Russian lake ocean. Yeah. K- kissing the ground. And then she whispers, huzzah. Yeah. that's what Peter would scream every time he like drunkenly threw some glass against the wall. And that was the pilot to the great. Her just like staring into the camera. Yeah. So what did you think? I really liked it. It's like I said, it had the feel of the favorite. It was mm-hmm. a little bit more ridiculous. Like, I mean, right. so, some of it was just so straight comedic mm-hmm. and unrealistic, which, which is fine. I'm just, just saying it was, it didn't feel like grounded in like actual reality. Right. Um, but it was really good. I mean, that kind of, I don't even know how you would describe that kind of humor. Cause it's not, it's dry, but it's not like straight dry British humor. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different. Um, Cause there is like some like slapsticky, like yeah, ridiculous humor really to it. I don't know how to describe yeah, it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you can, it's its own thing, but I, I enjoy it. <laughs> um, I thought the acting was good. Yeah. I mean, everything, the dialogue, what did you think? I was a little mixed. I ended up liking it at the end, but the beginning I was not sold yet because I think sometimes with this, I mean, I loved the favorite. I don't think that there was a minute where I was like, oh, I don't think I like that. I, I like a period piece. So it's not that. It's just that like 
this modernization, but not really modern Mm. is sometimes weird for me. And I know that that's very popular and it's kind of like how they, you know, you know, it's like why Hamilton is so popular. Like, Mm. just like, well, well, let me, let's make this, it's like that cool history teacher who's going to make it like, think about it like this. Okay. Like imagine like that kind of thing. It's not really an updated telling of it. It's they're not modernizing the story, but it's, I I don't, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, like, yeah, they're trying to make it relatable, but it's still in set in that time period. Yeah. I mean, there was some dialogue that made me kind of think that like at some point Peter says a joke or like makes a joke Mm -hmm. and then he's like do you see what I did there right like just like a very like modern quip yeah it like takes you out of it just a little bit Uh, a little bit I just uh, I don't know it's not like this immersive like real thing right like I didn't feel like I was really back there because it's such a ridiculous show right so I think that helped I mean I agree with you I'm just saying it didn't take me as out of it as I might have otherwise felt in a different type of show just mm-hmm. because this was like clearly just for mostly laughs I mean there was some yeah. good dramatic moments too but it's, right. it's like a comedy first I just think it took me a little while to get into it, it that's the only thing and also the fact that it was in Russia and I've complained about this before. No, like why everybody's British. Every, yeah. And that's just yeah. kind of like, that's the standard and that's just what it is. But it's like, she's from, I was just looking it up. I guess it was Prussia, but Pol- it's now Poland. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't know where they, I, I don't know a lot of the history. So like, I was like, well, where is she from that she's going to there? And now she's in Russia and nothing about it. Like, you know, when I picture like Russian history, I don't think of the 1700s, I guess. So it's right. like there's nothing about it that made me think that they were anywhere other than England. You know what I mean? Other than the, than yeah, the priest. Yeah, I mean, I know that that has been a complaint about this show. It's a complaint about every show like this, like Chernobyl. Right. Chernobyl had only British actors. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that going in and I just kind of got used to it. So it didn't really bother me. I I totally understand the complaint. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's more British actors and people doing fake Russian accents sounds stupid anyway. Right. So what's, what's the ideal scenario? Yeah. I think they're asking you to just kind of like, Hey, we're telling like nothing about this is a hundred percent realistic. We're telling you where this is. Just come with us. That's basically yeah, what they're saying. Yeah. And, and that's fine. It just takes me a little while to get into it. And I realized like as the end of it, like t- towards the end of it, where I was like, now I'm interested in the story and like that they're going to like the whole episode span, you know, was the whole basically up until the idea where she decides the has the idea for like the coup. Right. Basically. Right. Or like that she's going to try and. I don't, I don't actually know the history, so I don't know who comes up with that plan. Yeah. But like that makes me like interested because I'm like, okay, here we go. Like now here's like the juicy part and here's what's going to happen. And, and I think that they're wise in the way that they're framing this for like a modern audience where you're, here's like this really like strong, smart, educated woman who has ideas 
and wants other women to have ideas and she's bored with gossip like that's like kind of who you want your role model to be and so the fact that they're focusing on that is interesting you know like it's it's no surprise to me like this is like okay why would you tell us modern telling of Catherine the great oh this is why yeah you know yeah totally um yeah and i mean i agree with you that it took me a little bit too it only took me like i think 10 minutes like the first 10 minutes i was like all right yeah and then like i was i got into the kind of like the rhythm and tone of the show because mm-hmm. it, it's it's weird right um and then once i once i found where it was uh i started to enjoy it more mm-hmm. and then as like the more dramatic moments started to pop into and like you started to meet all the big players like the count and marielle and the other right. guy i became more interested in the, the dramatic side too who's your favorite character do you think <laughs> just after the pilot yeah uh I mean, we don't spend a ton of time with anybody. I guess Marielle. I think that she's mine too. Yeah. The acting was was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of who else. There was there was the count guy and the general, and the priest. I mean, I think she's kind of the standout as the favorite. Like, I think that's what they were going for. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think she's going to be a big player. I think she's yeah. she's going to be like you know not not um, pulling her strings, but like clearly like helping to orchestrate things and yeah you know giving her some backup right i mean uh nicholas holt i don't know if that's how you pronounce his name i've heard it like pronounced a couple different ways h-o-u-l-t mm-hmm. um plays peter okay yeah what else has he been in he was in he's been in a ton of stuff like the last two years like he's starting to get a yeah. lot of work um you've definitely seen him in mad max fury road Although he looked totally different. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not where I recognize him he from. Was, he was like the cult guy who ended up going with Mad Max and the women at the end. Okay. Yeah, I don't recognize oh. None of that's even ringing a bell. Um, I mean, he looks completely yeah. different. Um, but he was also in like Tolkien. He played Tolkien. Okay. And some zombie movie where he was a zombie, but like still had feelings. And then some girl falls in love with him. I don't know. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I didn't see it, but I know what you're talking about. He's been about. in a bunch of stuff lately. Okay. And he was in The Favorite. That's probably where I know him from then. Yeah. 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 He was, I think he was some politician with like a big wig or something. Okay. Favorite. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he was good as like a terrible terrible dipshit dictator yeah yeah. (laughs) Uh, who's like just so oblivious that everyone is just yesing him to death and like he (laughs) i I think on their walk she's asking him like oh it must be like so difficult to run this like huge empire and like make all these decisions he's like no it's pretty easy yeah (laughs) like he clearly just isn't putting any thought into it whatsoever yeah well that's what he's the count for to do all the thinking stuff for ruling that's he said something like that right right so yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, Do you think you'll keep watching it? I mean, I would like to. I mean, it's time for our weekly segment where we complain about how there's, there's no time so to watch TV. much TV to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, I will. At this point, it's probably easier for me to watch stuff without you. So why don't you just not watch it, and then I'll just get okay. to keep it myself. <laughs> since you didn't, since you didn't seem to like it as much. Um, <laughs> Because now I'm done with, I'm done with Better Call Saul. I'm caught up on that. Mm-hmm. I finished Westworld, 
So I don't really have a lot of like personal stuff going on right now. We just have shows we need to watch. Which we finished. I'm not okay with this last night. We did. And if you um, watched that pilot or just heard us talk about it and were interested, it's seven episodes that are like 20 to 25 minutes. Yeah. There was one episode that was a little bit longer. Yeah. But even that one was like 25, I think. Well, Maybe, either way, like yeah. I remember being like, oh, this is not a 20 minute episode because I was waiting to do something. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, it I liked that show. What did you think of that? I liked it. I really liked it. Um, the, yeah, there were like a couple moments of dialogue with like her and her little brother that like just felt kind of awkward between mm-hmm. like, young actors. Um, but I, I, I liked it. I thought everyone was good. I mean, her neighbor friend... Stan. Stan was so good. Yeah. He was fantastic. And then the, uh, the ending, I just, I did a post on Instagram today. I'm, I saw it. I'm like, uh, that ending was pretty unexpected, but then I'm like, it was unexpected, but at the same time. It was perfect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I certainly <laughs> while that scene was going on, I like knew what was going to happen because they kept showing her running right. throughout the series. So like, you know, that's pr- something, something is going to happen. I didn't know what, and yeah. I didn't think that was going to happen. We don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. Um, I didn't think exactly it was going to happen. I remember it happened and I was like, is this seriously how this show ends? Like yeah. it was just so bizarre because <laughs> I felt like everything else seemed so like, not necessarily realistic because obviously she's these supernatural powers, but nothing was so like ridiculous that happened. Right. And so I felt like it was kind of ridiculous, but I also felt like it was exactly what needed to happen. Like, like no one was upset that that happened. Well, the audience. Well, yeah. I'm saying the no one in the audience was actually upset. You mean like as the us? You mean like us. we are the audience? Yeah, we yeah. are the audience. Yeah. Yes, we watched the show. I. I you meant you meant in the scene. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, so I think no one in the audience as us was actually upset none of the viewers were upset thank you for that correction um so whatever i liked it and i thought that the way it actually ended was like a cliffhanger that i'm excited yeah i was intrigued by the end you know i'm excited to see what happens yeah just so quick so nice and quick (laughs) we like we like short (laughs) bing bang boom you're in you're out we gotta go to bed yeah (laughs) Um, yeah, so we, we wrap that up, but we have to watch Dead to Me. We have... Like, Dead to Me is great because Dead to Me is another one that's 30 yeah, minutes. That's nice. That's nice. That that can be before bed. We have like 60 hours left of My Brilliant Friend season three. Oh my God. <laughs> I think I was complaining to you the other night. like Yeah, well, last night we were trying to figure out what to watch and you I, were too tired. <laughs> I mean, every episode is a full hour and... It, I, I really do enjoy that show, but man, those episodes feel so fucking long. Yeah, they do. I mean, I, I, I just like find myself like 45 minutes in. I'm like, is this, is this over? Mm. It just like keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that one is just like tough to get on. But I like that one. I don't mind that unless I'm really tired. Like I would never start watching it right now because I'm exhausted. Right. But like it lulls me. And so like, I feel like, comforted in this weird way when I watch that show. I have like a weird experience when I watch that show. I just like (laughs) there's nothing else exists. You just, I think you just listen to the accents and don't actually (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I know what's going on. I'm taking it all in. I know that it's not pleasant, but there's something that I'm just like in another world. I'm just I'm kidding because I don't know how you could be soothed by that show because it's like. It's, it's truly the language. <laughs> That's what it is. Anywho. So what do you think about the great? Do you have any interest in continuing to watch? I have a little interest in continuing to watch it. Okay. But I also don't feel like I need to like start it and finish it like right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't think that things are going to get spoiled in a way. It's not like a Game of Thrones type of show where you don't or like Killing Eve where we like make sure we watch it. Oh shit, that's on tonight. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> Guess we'll watch that I f- tomorrow. I forgot about Killing Eve. What do you think of this season so far? I don't know. I mean, I like. I, I want to know what happens, but I'm not like. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm still enjoying it. Fine. I just don't know if I'm as crazy as I was. One of the things like season one. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But there's a lot about that show too. That's like, there's like a feeling about it, and and. I like, honestly, I can watch it just for Villanelle's clothing. <laughs> Truly, like, just her wardrobe. If I could... Icon. If I could be, play any character. If someone asked me, like, okay, anything that's out there right now, what character would you want to play? I would say Villanelle just for the wardrobe. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I get it. It's, it's It's not as good as season one. And I think it's also, like... Because it's going so far away from everything, and they've they've seen each other that like tension is not there in the same way. Yeah, they've I mean, seen so, each other, they've met, they have this like weird relationship. Villanelle is like more human, yeah, than she ever has been. But um, I'm mean, I'm still sticking around for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to say that I'm like losing interest that quickly. I just don't know if it's. I think it's slowly sliding. Yeah. I mean, sometimes that happens. I mean, Peaky Blinders was like one of my favorite shows. Uh, Do you feel like that slid or it was just... I think it slid a little bit. Yeah, maybe. What did we watch? Seasons one and two. And then I think season three, we stopped. I think we watched watched three and then the first episode of four. Maybe. I don't remember. I don't remember either. I think it slid a little bit and we just, I mean, the timing of it also is like in our lives when it was around, it was just kind of like, all right, let's yeah. find something else. Yeah. And uh, I think this happens a lot with shows is there's such an intriguing premise and like, it's all encapsulated and like you get to know all these characters and then like they have to up the ante. Right. So now this like little town gang in Peaky Blinders has to like go international with this like espionage, mm-hmm. whatever storyline. Now he lives and in then, a mansion. Yeah. And... and there's like all these like political things going on in the background. Yeah. I don't know. It just like loses, loses the magic that made it such an interesting show. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean it's bad, but it's just not the same. I'll go back and watch. Like sometimes I think I want to go back and watch season one. Oh yeah. I just really, really loved it. There was... That's the kind of... It was just like a gritty show. Yeah. All right. Cute uh, boys. Would you recommend The Great? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think you probably know if you are the intended audience. Yeah. If you like kind of wacky satirical content, if you like the favorite. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else I would compare to it, really. I, I can't think of anything. Yeah. 
But you probably know. And I mean, if you watch the pilot episode, you probably have a pretty good feel of what the tone of the show is going to be at yeah. least. I think that people who are like, like really into history too might probably like it because that like, not for like Maybe. the accuracy, but just to like get a laugh out of something history, you know, like all these other period pieces that you've seen, like, well, yeah, maybe I feel like you need to appreciate the humor first before just like being a history buff. Cause the, I mean, the humor is pretty, <laughs> I don't know. It's like pretty out there. I don't think, I don't think like yeah. anyone interested in the subject matter is going to think that this is funny. I don't know. I think in a, like a nerdy way they will. Maybe. And I'm not saying that too. I hope that doesn't sound like offensive. I just think it's like not, it's not like this hum- humor is like so out there that you can't get it. It's just no. that it's like, you know, a little bit later than like watching a, you know, Amadeus or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Do you think the great will get a second season on Hulu? Uh, this is a Hulu yes. show I'm made for Hulu. Yes. <laughs> it says that. At not the for FX? No, it says that at the beginning too. This is a Hulu show. A Hulu, made for- a Hulu production for Hulu. It's <laughs> fucking so annoying. So um, yeah, I think I'll get a second season. All right. Do you, did you? Did you say that? I did. That I said yes, it will. Yeah. It will? I said okay. Yes. Um, all right. <laughs> it's been a long day, guys. <laughs> if you have suggestions on shows for us to watch, don't even email them in because we just don't have time. Uh, <laughs> You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at trialbypilot or email us at trialbypilot at gmail.com. Also, we're on YouTube for some reason. You can watch our podcasts on YouTube. And did you even know that? I'm like looking around for a hidden camera now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do my hair and I don't have a bra. Uh, oh, God, me neither. Um, <laughs> and go on to Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the show, leave a review, and tell a friend. Oh, and thank you to the Beats for providing our theme music. Thanks, Beats. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye.